3: He's good again this year at basketball. They just uh, beat Clemson like 95 to 83 or something. Million points scored, not a million, but you know what I mean. 95, 82. So Miami's 11 and two. So is Clemson, but Miami's two and zero in the league. Miami might be really good again this year. Now the Lakers come on. Heat at Lakers. Two of LeBrons teams. He's 39 years old now. He's incredible. I'm gonna watch this game as I talk to you for this last half hour. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero is that number. Four one two nine-two eight nine three seven zero. I think it's a good conversation to have. Would Mason be further along if Ben would have helped him out some? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's the case or not. But there's so many tentacles to all the Steelers conversation. That's one of them. The other one is who's gonna be the quarterback to start the twenty twenty-four season. The other one is what you think of the performance this coming weekend, the ba- the biggest story in town right now, it's not who lied, who did this, who did it. It's not it. It's how does Kenny extract himself, Kenny Pickett from the number two guy on the depth chart, like ever? Does he do it in the preseason next year? Does he do it in, uh, does he just be in, is he just installed as the number one guy? Like how does it all work? Kevin's in Elizabeth. Hi, Kevin.
0: Hey, how's it going? So A few things with Mason is, I think he would be further along if he had some health back, uh-huh. back then because he had no quarterback coach. You have a quarterback that pretty much hates you, doesn't help you. So you'd think you'd have to be a little better. And you made the comment with him about coming back, being guaranteed two things. How can you actually trust the Steelers when they lied to him the first time and said, Oh, it's actually a quarterback competition and buried him behind Mitch and Kenny in the depth chart. Yeah,
3: I know. I know that you bring up a great point. Like, words only take you so far, Kevin, and then it's like, all right, you got to show me. You got to – but actions, you know, you're know you not going to find them out until it comes time and the check comes due, and then still you've already had to have bought into it. I, I don't know if there's any circumstance if I'm Mason Rudolph – if I trust the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, I don't, I just got, and I try to win a game or two. And then I, but here's the other part. He tried essentially tried out for every team in the NFL, not named the Pittsburgh Steelers and nobody wanted him this past year, this past off season.
0: Yeah. So I see it going both ways. If, if I was him, I'd probably want to cash in and give the Steelers the finger and say goodbye. But if you see how tickets have been playing, how don't you think you could win the job next year?
3: Well, because of the way... Uh, by the way, after 9 o'clock, everybody who calls in, and I'm not begrudging this. I like it. I like people to call in, Has their turn signal on. They are turning somewhere, which means a lot of people call from the road, which means a lot of people probably are headed home somewhere, or at least in their car. I like that. But to your point and to your question, they have a longer... Um, they have a longer way of dealing with first-round picks, and I said this before. Artie Burns, you have um, Vander Ziggy Hood, you have Devin Bush, you have people like that. They're going to give people a longer chance who are first-round picks. Right or wrong, that's just the way the Pittsburgh Steelers work. Darren's in Cannonsburg. Hi, Darren.
4: Hey, uh, hope you had a good Christmas and a happy New Year to you. Yeah, you too. Um, I'm, I'm a little late to the uh, listening side, but my opinion is: Do you think Tomlin? I know Ben didn't like Rudolph getting drafted. Do you think Tomlin was kind of forced or pushed into that draft? Um, to what makes Ben not wanting to, you know, be a mentor to him and making Rudolph development a little bit slower?
3: I think at that point in time, Ben Roethlisberger was the most powerful man in the organization, and it really – Mike Tomlin could say whatever he wanted to Ben Roethlisberger, and Ben Roethlisberger didn't have to listen. Does that make sense?
5: It does. I mean so,
4: – well, like, if you feel – I feel like if, if there was a different starting quarterback at that point, do you think Rudolph's development would be a lot further along than what it is now?
3: That's the question I don't know. But I think that if you take a scale of zero to a hundred, if Ben Roethlisberger wasn't the guy, it would be greater than zero where his development would be when measured against right now. I just, it, it couldn't have been a good atmosphere for him to learn under. That isn't to say where I think that he would be the starter right now, or he'd be a pro bowl guy, or he'd be somebody would be lighting up the AFC North or whatever. But that's why in a way I kind of root for Mason Rudolph. Because this only has come in retrospect. When you really look back at it, there is nothing that has go- Now, when he had a chance, he stunk a couple times. He also got hit so hard they had to unscrew his face mask, and then the golf cart broke down, and he walked to Allegheny General Hospital with the team doctor, which sucked. But when you look at it in retrospect, he has had virtually nothing break his way including a Hall of Fame quarterback, pretty much say, oh, they brought you in here. Why? Okay. See you at practice, I guess, is what happened to him. Chris in the car. Hi, Chris.
5: Hey, Colin. Hey, I I, I honestly, you know, at the time that they did draft Rudolph, they really could have helped the team a little bit more. I, I think that Ben helping him is a little blown out of proportion or not helping him because you can't tell me the year he was hurt, he didn't have any input on the sideline. He might not have been going him going to him directly, but he had to help some. I mean, he he was helping them try to win games. I mean, everybody blames Ben for everything. Your that point goes is on well here.
3: taken, but isn't Ben's problem with that with Kevin Colbert in the front office and not the guy who showed up and put a shoulder and or shoulder pads and a helmet on?
5: Yeah, I mean, I, he could have handled that better. And and don't think Tomlin didn't have a say either in that. Right. But, you know, and Ben was playing his games about retiring and stuff. So I, I get it. But it just doesn't happen in the NFL. Guys don't really, unless they they know they're at the end, they're not helping their replacements. Uh, I don't, I mean, where's the situation? Did Joe Montana help Steve Young?
3: Well, I mean, I it's not it. a quarterback situation, but – You think of the situation where it's a well-publicized situation with what Mike Logan did to help Troy Polamalu.
5: Yeah, I understand. It's I mean, different. The the, I think the like you said, it's not a quarterback situation. The quarterback, most important spot on the team, right? You know, I mean, the guys just aren't training their the guys to take over. Brett Favre, but here's the thing:
3: Mason Rudolph was never going to play while Ben Roethlisberger was active. there was, it, Ben Roethlisberger could have got wheeled out there in a wheelchair in traction with, you know, two casts on, and he was going to be the starting quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger I, I made Mason Rudolph a threat when he was no threat. He could have just helped him out some. Am I making too much of this? Yeah, probably sure. And is there a direct line, a trajectory that says – Mason would be better right now. I don't know that, but it's fun to talk about
5: because do you think do you go, think Ben helped josh dobbs
3: um, I think he was more apt to help him because he saw him as no threat at all
5: right i i understand i'm not i'm I'm not arguing with you i I hear it a lot from everybody blaming Ben for Mason's development. How about the coaches? You know what I mean? How about the coaching on the team? I I don't know. I I just – I get tired of hearing everything's Ben's fault, and he's been gone for two years now.
3: Not everything's Ben's fault, and this isn't Ben's fault. It's just, I think, a component to it. It's a component to why when I really sit down and think about this game or these last couple games or this existence that Mason Rudolph uh, lives – and I don't feel bad for the guy. He's an NFL quarterback. He's making a ton of money, and he's an NFL quarterback. But I do think, man, this guy, in terms of that world, the NFL quarterback world, he's kind of had a rough go, and it could have been a little smoother sailing earlier on. John's and Beaver. Hi, John. Yeah, hey,
6: uh, happy New Year and getting to you. Uh, I was talking about the quarterback uh, for next year, where they should go. Right now. They are, in terms of the conference, three teams in their division better than them, three teams in the East because Rogers is coming back, Kansas City, and at least two teams in the Central with their uh, or the South with Richardson and uh, and Stroud. They are right now at best the tenth best team in this conference. Meaning, unless somebody gets hurt real bad again like this year, they're not going to make the playoffs next year. They don't even they don't
3: even can contend next year. And basically, I, I see them saying, "Well, we're, we're I, I don't know if you could say so, that. I don't know if you could say that." Well, with these two quarterbacks, I would say that. Because did you think it, the it, Texans would be nine and seven this year? No, but Strasburg, no, no, maybe. right, right, right. So, uh, look, did you think did you think the Bengals would be eight and eight?
6: With if, if Burrow
3: was uh, was healthy, they'd be right, right up there. But That's but he's funny. not. Well, do you want to really? Did you think that? The, they, did you think the Jets? Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Injuries are one of the biggest components to this whole league. There were people in July, in August, who said the Jets write them in, lock them in, done deal, AFC Championship at least, maybe a Super Bowl or bust kind of team. They're freaking six and ten right now. Like to say. Well, this team's better than this team, except if somebody gets hurt. Injuries are one of the biggest factors, John. You can't just gloss over that and say, as I'm handicapping things, if there are no injuries, injuries throw a wrench into all of it, and injuries always happen.
6: I agree with you, but how, if, if if Watt would get hurt or mis- uh, Fitzpatrick would get hurt, you'd have the same scenario where you would, but would sir, be forward first-line.
3: I fully understand your point, but what you're doing is you're not being applicable uh, in full form. You're not counting for the fact that other teams will have injuries too.
6: Well, that's true. But all things being equal and in playing the injury factor into into everything – They have the 10th-best team next year in the conference at best. Would you
3: agree? Well, maybe, but it all depends on who gets hurt. Like, okay, people thought there was a much greater chance of Tua getting hurt than Aaron Rodgers getting hurt. That's true. And it's 16 games in and Tua's still playing.
6: That's true. Well, you getting back to what I wanted wanted to uh, carry over – if they had Russell Wilson, and I know people don't want to hear this because he's old, 26 touchdown passes and nine interceptions, if they had that kind of production with the quarterback this year, they would be contending for a division or probably the conference top of the conference. Would you agree on that?
3: Yeah, probably. But I still can't – I'm still spinning. My head is swirling like I'm inside of a washing machine from the whole – well, they're right here. But don't talk about the injuries. I can't handicap the 2024 season right now. What I can do is get to a break, come right back, one more segment. We're out of here about 10:27, 10:28. Stay on the line if you're there. I'll get you next here on The Fan.
7: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms under restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023
3: All right, ten more minutes. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. What uh what a night it's been. Be back tomorrow, but I think tomorrow's seven o'clock start time with the Jeff Capel show on Thursday. So I'll get going just a little bit, uh, just a little bit later. Dave's in Greensburg. Hi, Dave.
4: Hey, Colin. Thanks for taking the call. Hey, I'm gonna go back to the point that you're saying about the components that builds up to the whole thing about the Mason Rudolph. Mike Tomlin, Ben Roethlisberger thing. You're going back with how the things went with Roethlisberger and Mason Rudolph. That was one component. You had another component with the Miles Garrett thing Mm -hmm. and the way how Tomlin sort of treated Mason Rudolph after that up to the Detroit tie game. And as far as Tomlin's concerned, he wrote Rudolph off. The man never got another chance.
3: Which was, wait, I'll let you continue, but that was always weird to me, and I'll tell you why. Because after the whole Miles Garrett thing, Mike Tomlin went on national TV and as a black man spoke out against the black man and stood up for his white quarterback when he could have just said, I don't know what happened. And for him, he in the in the immediate aftermath of the Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett thing, he was mad and he had Mason Rudolph's back. And it was very interesting how vociferous he was and how much he put his own. He put his own being out there on the line.
4: Something changed, though, after that. Yes, it I mean, did. I'm just going It's something something odd in that whole thing. I mean, I'm just a fan watching it like you are in that stuff. But there's a component there that something happened behind them closed doors that none of us know about and we will never know about. But there was something there that definitely happened that Tomlin has no uh, respect or anything. I don't know if that's a- – point to it but he doesn't like mason rudolph and wished he would have been with on some other team this past year and that was kind of evident when he kind of released him and didn't bring him back for another contractor year and they brought Trubinski back moving on with that that's what i'm going to point out to is the coaching staff with mike tallman and the way how you had pitchener and then you had Mackenzie um, canada come in these quarterbacks never had a chance to really get somebody that was half decent to help them move along, whether mm-hmm. it was Ben, because Ben did a lot of stuff on his own at, at home, but they never really had a decent uh, Q- QB coach. And offensive as well, we know how that went. It's to help develop Mason, Kenny, Trubinsky, but overall the Trubinsky and the Kenny Pickett is not going to work. It's, we've seen it this year. They do not work well. They cannot throw the ball well. Mason Rudolph, did a lot better these past two games. And like you, I'm kind of hoping to see how he goes and he can win a playoff game for the only simple reason because of Mike Tallman. I just want to see him
3: win this game. I want to see him win this game and see where it goes. You know, as as I've had a good long – and that's a great call, and thank you much. As I've had a good long think about this, I find it – I find it impossible to not root hard for Mason Rudolph. I, I just do. The trials and tribulations, and it feels like none of them were self-made. Now, did he have a couple? He had a bad game in New York, right, um, if I remember correctly. But other than that, he has really been almost like hit by lightning a couple times. Things that never, ever happen, happen to him. It is a, a feel-good story waiting to happen, and I do hope it happens for him. Steels on the north side. Hi, Steel. Hi, Steel. How are you? I'm pretty good, man.
0: Hey, so I don't know. I mean, if you really look at things, you really look at things. Hey, with the Rudolph stuff.
3: One more he time. Played against
0: two of the worst. He played away with the Rudolph stuff because of who he's played against.
3: Right. Okay. Two of the. Steele's phone is, like, on tape delay. Geo's in the car. Hi, Geo.
8: Hey, Colin. Hey, you know, I, I think earlier you asked about whether, you know, was Tomlin or circumstance. Certainly Tomlin responsible for everything, accountable for everything. Colbert at the time responsible for the makeup as the GM. Obviously it's changed now. But when they drafted him, I think they were looking at the prototype NFL thrower. He played an offense that threw it a ton. If you remember those teams coming into Pitt at Oklahoma State, Great deep ball thrower, great you know, a pass game guy. Yeah, I mean, um, he's I, a he's I, a
3: guy who's six five, two hundred forty pounds. When he walk off walks off the bus, you don't need to see the rest of the team. You say, who's the quarterback? And you go, that guy right there.
8: You know, there you go. And then and then you know, then Matt Canada comes in. And if you remember how the whole process was, at first we were hearing, well, you know what, with Ben not being mobile, you know, Matt Canada can't run his whole offense was a narrative for a while. Wait till we get them, you know, the mobile quarterback. And then you take a Trubisky from a Buffalo roster where Josh Allen is doing more of that mobile stuff, although he's a completely different cat. You know, it's that kind of offense, and he's mobile. And then you draft Kenny Pickett, you think he's mobile. I think it's just a matter of circumstance with preference of offensive coordinator. He got lost in that shuffle a little bit. And he didn't overachieve when he did play to the point where you said, well, how can you sit him down? You know he didn't he didn't have he didn't fit maybe the coordinator's profile I and mean, then he wasn't just tearing it up and then i think i think to the last caller's point he has played against a couple of of you know twenty seventh and thirty first in the league defenses so it'll be interesting to see if they do get to the playoffs you know this is a great defense I don't know who's going to play on it this week but if you know if they do get to the playoffs he's going to see a really good defense and I think that's a great litmus test and it could go tipping point either way he could he could have turned his career around completely or we could say you know he just he just had a couple good games against bad defenses and and you know he is he's a journeyman that ends up being a a backup somewhere
3: yeah well the other part of it though is you know that does get into tomlin's decision to play talk about bad teams to play trubisky against arizona and new england that's an indictment it truly is and indianapolis
8: yeah, hundred percent. That you know, Trubisky was a was a failed experiment, and I think I think maybe they thought they were going to get better from him. I think they had him postured as the backup throughout. You know, more of the same mold of guy. And when Pickett went down, I think he was the natural to go to then. But maybe you know, maybe like leaving that reliever in there two pitches too too late and giving up the home run. Uh, at some point, I think you got to pull the plug and say earlier than they did. And get him, you know, get uh, Rudolph on the field. Well, last um, thing before that, I
3: let you go, what I found out through this whole process is this with Mason Rudolph, with Trubisky, with Kenny Pickett is, in, and I know that the preseason and the games and what they yielded, and that was one thing, but the practice time in the preseason in the NFL, in the drill time, and what you have going, and I know you can't hit, but you can do a lot offensively. You can't learn things in the regular season. You better have a fully regimented what-you're-going-to-do plan when you leave St. Vincent because the NFL cannot be a learn-on-the-job proposition like the Pittsburgh Steelers tried to make it or a find-out-on-the-job proposition like the Steelers tried to make it with the
8: quarterback position this year. That's flawed. Well, well, the other piece, though, is I think that circumstance has something to do with it too. The ridiculous success they had, you know. And then, I, look, I don't believe that the preseason matters a lot to everybody. Teams play it different. Some schemes. Some just want to evaluate players. You know, it's 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 useless most of the time and doesn't give you a good read. But they were so dynamic on offense in the preseason. People were talking about Pickett being an MVP or them winning the North or maybe even AFC and oh, my God, their their offense is crazy good, you know, and then when Pickett didn't do that in the regular season and and they played some really good defenses and, and struggled, and then, you know, it, I think it changed everybody. Oh, my God, maybe he's not that good. You know, maybe the, you know, we do need a backup guy. And then Trubisky just fell on his face and, you know, it gets to the third guy and, and probably too late. And, again, I'm not positive, you know, what Rudolph is for sure. He's had – two ridiculous games, but it'll be interesting to see the bigger body of work, and, and I hope he has a chance. Like I said, you got to root for him. Like you said, I'm I'm 100%. Guy hangs in there, is a great teammate, does all the right things, despite what he went through, um, whether intentional or unintentional with relationships on the team. Shoot, I would love to see him succeed, and, and, and I think that means the team has a shot if he's doing great, but I, I just don't know. I don't know. Yeah,
3: I don't know. Great call, Gio. Great call. I don't know. It is such a crapshoot. Now, you're playing backups, so that changes things. But I can't call it one way or the other. I have no idea. The Steelers could win by 20. They could lose by 20 on Saturday, and it wouldn't surprise me. And people say, well, they're playing backups. It, it doesn't matter. They could win 27-3. to 3, They could lose 27-3. to 3. It wouldn't stun me. What I do know is this. I'm out of here. I'll be back here tomorrow seven. Jeff Capel show from six to seven. I'll be on at seven thereafter. We will talk tomorrow. Good night.